my lovelies, and welcome back to another episode of The Mummy Vibe. I'm your host, Kira, because I needed another hat to add to my pile. To all you new moms, old moms, veteran moms, moms-to-be, moms in the thick of it, and all the moms in between, grab your favorite comfort drink of choice, whether that's wine, tea, or something with caffeine. Take a deep breath, and let's have a little chat. And to all of you doing chores, I hope I can entertain you for the next few minutes. For this episode, I wanted to start off right the bat of the idea of your identity as a mother. The identity of motherhood. It's gonna get a little bit touching, maybe a little bit heartbreaking. I guess that's just my personal experience. (laughs) But I wanted to get real right off the bat because this is an important topic to me because it's been so important in my journey, this idea of identity. Grab the tissues. Possibly. Also, if my mother and or mother-in-law are listening, I'm sorry. I promise you influence my journey more positively than negatively, but I have to be honest when I talk about these things. My motherhood journey starts a lot sooner than a lot of people would think. It starts way back before I even met my husband. I had to grow up fast. After my sister was born, my younger sister, everything kind of changed for me. That's when I kind of started my motherhood journey. I know that sounds really weird, but I took on a parenting role when I was 12. Now, my mother has apologized for this when she realized that's what happened, and she works really hard to make it up to me and have a really good relationship now. But when I was 12, with everything going on at home, my dad wasn't there. I mean, he was there, but he wasn't there. And my mom needed someone to be her emotional support. And, well, being a lonely 12-year-old that I was, decided it would be me. My sister and brothers weren't going to do it. And I wanted to protect my little sister as much as I possibly could because I didn't want her to go through any of the stuff I went through. And I still feel like that a lot. But after my sister was born and I took on those roles at home, they kind of leached into school life. And though I didn't have any really good friends, I had acquaintances that I was friendly with. My nickname all throughout high school was Mama Kiki, because Kiki was my nickname. And everyone knew me as Mama. I was the mom friend. I was the person you went to through advice. I'd mother everybody. I'd lecture people because I knew they could do better. So I already lived in this mother-like mentality around everybody. And it was terrifying, the idea of growing up because I didn't know how I would find somebody who I didn't see as needing to be mothered. And that sounds really sad that I felt like it was my responsibility just to take care of everybody. But then I met my husband, and I think for the first time, I didn't think about what my future as a mom would look like. I just wanted to be with him. I felt safe, I felt seen, and I felt loved. And I knew from the first date that I would marry him. And I did. But then I decided we should not wait to have kids. And I got pregnant very quickly after my marriage. It was my choice. It was mostly me who pushed for it. I'm not going to lie. But looking back on it, I don't know if it's because it felt right or if I was in the space of that's what I had to do. All I was taught growing up was to be a mom. I mean, yes, I graduated high school with a cosmetology license and I had a dream to do stuff, to be a voice actor and all this stuff. But with how I was raised, I was raised to be a mom 
I was raised to be a wife and a mother, and that's all I really knew what my future could be after I got married. So then I had my son, and life was a little bit hard because I was lonely before. All I had was my husband, and my family wasn't necessarily there for me unless I could do something for them. That's how life had always been. If I was being useful, then I was wanted. And so what's more useful than a mom? Everyone at church, after I had a child, all they cared about was the baby. And all I could talk about was the baby because I didn't have anything else anymore. I tried every day to try to keep the house clean, try to figure out what to do because all I had was a crying child and chores and my husband would come home. And I remember that first year was so rough. Those first couple of months, we lived in our apartment still, and it was absolutely awful because my husband would come home, hold the baby, play games, and I would go into the room and be alone. I remember feeling that now that he had a baby, I wasn't useful anymore, and it always felt like he was coming home and asking me to clean one more thing, that this in the house needed to be cleaned, this in the house needed to be cleaned. I felt absolutely empty for the longest time. And then when my husband went out to sea because he was in the Navy at the time, I got so depressed. I didn't want to hold my child. I felt so empty and it was so hard. But I got through that. And I did eventually voice to my husband how I was feeling and things started to get better. And then I got pregnant again. Sort of an accident. We were talking about having another one when it would be the right time. And we just ended up pregnant. And well, my husband then got knee surgery and life kind of went sideways again and everything was a struggle. I still couldn't make friends. I still couldn't talk to people. I didn't have anybody. And all my life was a wife to my husband and a mom to my son and my soon-to-be daughter. And every time my mother-in-law would come visit us, because at that time we lived all the way across the country near my family, it just felt like I wasn't important. She went there to see her grandbaby and her son, and I know she wasn't intending that. She is an amazing woman, and I love her to death. But it felt so lonely because it just didn't feel like I was a person anymore, and that's really hard to go through. Then more shifts started happening. My husband left the Navy, so I decided while he started up school, I would go to work. I worked at a PetSmart as a dog bather, and for a little bit, I felt a lot better. I felt like I was doing something. It was great, but it did a lot of my health. It wasn't something I actually wanted to do. I loved being around dogs, but it wasn't making me happy. I just felt like it was something I need to do, and then when I got home, it was all this stuff still needed to get done. And my husband needed me to focus at home because he had his schoolwork. And I felt awful when he had to watch the kids while trying to do college. So eventually, because just I couldn't take the stress, we decided to change things again. And I was again a stay-at-home mom. And I tried to make friends. Tried being friends with some of my husband's friends who he made after he started going to force reserves. Even worked for our friend for a little bit, and it was nice. And slowly, I started to build back some confidence, some person. I wasn't really sure who, but I was building something, somebody. I was being useful. And I think that's the key thing. I felt that I always had to be useful to somebody in anything and everything that I did. 
and I was tying my happiness to making sure everybody else was happy. My whole identity was making sure others were happy my whole entire life. When we had our third one, my brother and his wife had their first. And after our third one, every time that I went over to my parents' house where my sister-in-law and brother were living and my mother at the time, Everything was about my sister-in-law and her baby and trying to help her. And every call I got was about somebody needing something from me. I remember going over there sometimes and just breaking down because my husband was doing college and I felt so alone and overwhelmed. And then I felt guilty for crying in front of my own mother and my sister-in-law because they needed me to be there for them. And I know that sounds absolutely ridiculous, but sometimes it's so hard when you put this identity in your head of tying everything to somebody else. That guilt is so hard to get over, to feel like it's okay to take up space. I was 22, three kids, all under the age of five. My husband was now in college and it was in the middle of a pandemic too. That was crazy. And I got zero support from my family, zero support from the people at my church. And I felt like a failure in every aspect of my life. I felt like I was following into the same pattern my mother did. Because here's the thing, I watched as my mother tried so desperately to have something outside of being a mother, falling over and over again and just shriveling away as a person shriveling into books, completely disconnected from all of her kids. She's a lot different now, mind you, but back then I was the only one close enough to her because I was the one that she put all her emotions onto because they had to go somewhere. And here I was closing myself off, shutting myself down, just like my mother. And I hated it so much. I hated being a mother so much. I felt so empty. And you shouldn't feel empty when your mom. They're a blessing, right? They are miracles. My sister-in-law tried really hard to conceive for her son that she currently has. She has PCOS. And here I was with two kids and then eventually a third one. And I had conceived them so easily. And I should feel happy to have these three kids because not all women can carry children so easily. But here I was hating every second of it. One day, my husband needed me to watch the baby because she wouldn't stop crying and he had homework to do. And I couldn't get the baby to stop crying. No matter how hard I fed her, I changed her everything I possibly could do. Until I put her in her bassinet, I sat in a corner of the room and I broke down. I screamed. I cried at the top of my lungs until I couldn't cry anymore. And my husband came in and saw me a mess on the floor and he said, that's it. I can't see you like this anymore. We have to do something. And then the craziest words came out of his mouth. Maybe we should move closer to my family. That was the scariest sentence he had ever said to me because his family lived all the way across country. I had never left Virginia my whole life since I moved there when I was one. We just moved around to different cities, but I had always lived in Virginia, and he wanted to move across country to his family where I didn't know anybody. Well, I did know somebody. I do have one relative, or I had one relative up here at the time. 
Now I have two. But I didn't know anybody other than his family and that one family member that I had out here. That was crazy. Drop everything, move within a month with three kids and two dogs? But I couldn't deny that he was right. Couldn't deny that the only reason why I was saying no was because I was scared when I knew in my heart I needed to. So we moved. We moved all the way across country, five-day road trip. His mother came down to help us. Bless her soul. I love my mother-in-law. She has her moments, but she has always loved me unconditionally, and I'm grateful for that. And she helped us with all the kids, the moving truck, moving all the way to Las Vegas. And we stayed at my in-law's house for a couple of days till we found a house to rent. And I was no longer attached to my family. A few months after living here, I realized how much better it felt to be around people who loved me unconditionally. And I started realizing a lot of things. Everything that I grew up with, everything that I knew about what motherhood was, what I saw was wrong. It was a very bad way to see motherhood, and it's what was making me miserable. Everything that I tied my identity to was nothing that was myself but everybody else. And I realized I didn't even know if there was a person before the mom. I didn't even know if there was an identity other than motherhood and wife at this point. I started searching to find my dream again. Voice acting. Something I've been wanting to do since I was 15. And slowly, as I try to do more and more auditions, even though I'm not super successful right now, it made me happy. I found this community outside of my little bubble of what motherhood was, and I felt like myself. I wasn't just my children's mother. I wasn't just my husband's wife. I was Kira. I was the aspiring voice actor. And then I started writing again, and I was now writing scripts for people to practice with. Sure, I still carried that mom moniker with me everywhere. I became chat mom on discords, and I still have a hard time not talking about being a mom because that's about 95% of my day is being a mom still. But I don't feel empty. I don't feel like I'm just somebody's mother. And it's not a bad thing. It's not something to feel guilty over. It's not wrong to want to have things outside of motherhood because, gosh darn it, you are a person. You are not just a mother. A mother wears so many hats. We do. We are nurses. We are teachers. We are comforters. We are guidance counselors. We are a career specialists. We are cheerleaders. We are literally everything that we possibly can be without breaking. And sometimes we still break. So we need to have something that's just ourselves to remind us that we are a person because before you were a mom, you were somebody's daughter. You were somebody other than just a wife or a mother. It's okay, fully, absolutely okay to feel fulfilled as a mom. But I'm going to tell you right now, even the moms who love being a mom, who feel so fulfilled, they have their communities. They have their thing that help them make them feel like a person and not just a mom. We are people. We make mistakes. We have hard times. We have emotions. We have feelings. We yell and we scream. And oh, how we get frustrated with things in life because kids are amazingly chaotic and know how to push every single button they possibly can. In the two years that I have moved out to this state, away from the family I knew, I had to cut off family members. 
because all they did was remind me I was never good enough. Wasn't a good daughter, a good sister, a good cousin, a good granddaughter. And of course, I'm not a good mother to them, but I knew I had to protect my kids from that. Then I really started seeing who I was. I started going to therapy. That was a big step. And that's when I was really seeing how much I didn't know about myself yet, what I wanted to do in life. I started building an identity that wasn't just surrounded about being a mom or somebody's wife. I started to grow as a person. And I've done so much in such a short time. I've done three audiobooks. It's not a lot, and they're not very good, honestly. But I've learned a lot from those experiences. And I taught myself how to start professionally script writing to try and greenlit a TV show. And I've never been happier than creating this show that's centered around a character that I made when I was five and have been working on the story for years and years. I originally wanted to make it a book, and now it's going to be a TV show, hopefully. I'm working very hard to get a TV show. And I am glowing with joy whenever I get to see the progress, get to hear back of what people think about it. And my identity of being a mom hasn't gone away. I'm still trying my best, and I'm not perfect, but I'm a lot happier with my kids. I'm not so overwhelmed. I'm not so empty. They still have a hard time understanding that I get bubbles and I can't always have them climbing on me. And I still feel guilty because I'm not there at a point where I could be the happy mom all the time. A lot of times I'm still the overwhelmed mom, but I can entertain them a lot more and I play with them a lot more than just disappearing into some coping mechanism again. I still do that and I'm working on it. But it's hard not to put on earbuds when you're watching Bluey for the hundredth time that day. It's a process motherhood, figuring out who you are within motherhood. Because I've learned from hands-on experience that if all you are is somebody's mother, somebody's wife, then you aren't really anybody anymore. And it's okay to want more, to want to feel that fulfillment, to search a village, to search people. Bring something into your life that see you as not just a mother, not just a wife, but as yourself. Ladies, if I can get you to understand anything from this episode is that you are worth every penny, every cent of gold, whatever that looks like to you, whatever makes you feel whole, makes you feel like a person, it is worth it because you are worth it. Your identity does not stop at being a mom. You are more than that, and you have always been more than that. Mom is just a title that is a cape that we tie around our necks and make everyone think that we are perfectly, absolutely amazing at it, even though we are all falling straight on our faces. We are not just sitting here and putting on our Wonder Woman outfits and forgetting the Diana underneath the Wonder Woman. Don't ever feel guilty for taking up the space that you need to feel like a person because gosh darn it, you deserve it. Out of everybody in the world, I promise you, you deserve it. You're beautiful, you're wonderful and amazing and your kids should get the chance to see you because I can tell you right now, having a mother in your life that is empty, that only sees herself as a mother, makes it very hard for you to try and strive to do anything more. 
be that example in your children's lives. Show them that they're so much more than just being their mother. And that is going to empower them to be themselves. Because how can we encourage our future children or our children now or even grandchildren if that's the point where you're at? How can we encourage children to find themselves, to be themselves, to be confident in themselves if we lose ourselves to everybody else's demand? Yes, somebody has to do it, but we shouldn't be doing it alone. And we shouldn't be sacrificing our very essence because that's not what motherhood should be. The reason why motherhood should be a blessing is because it should be an added-on experience. Yes, a stressful experience, a crazy experience, but it should not erase the person you are. Remember, you are amazing. You are lovely. You are delightful. You are crazy. You are just as chaotic as your children when you want to be. You are creative. You are everything. You just have to look for it. Do it. Experience it. Don't give up on yourself. You deserve not to give up on yourself ever. And to any new moms that might be listening and listen to this whole podcast and now is absolutely terrified that you might lose yourself, I understand. I'm sorry, but it's going to be okay as long as you remember that you don't have to lose yourself to be a mom. You remember to do the things that make you happy or try and do things outside of being a mom. Yes, you're going to talk about your kids a lot. And sometimes it'll feel like that's all you can talk about. And you walk away from a conversation regretting the conversation because people must think that all you care about are your kids or that's all you can say and do. But that's because at sometimes that's literally all you have. But it's going to be okay. Motherhood is a journey. And finding your identity within motherhood, finding how to balance the hats, It's all a part of the experience and the journey. And there's going to be ups and there's going to be downs. You heard from my own personal experience where things got better and then worse and then better again. Don't worry. Take a deep breath and remember you got this. Not perfectly, but you got this. In short, your identity in motherhood, whatever that looks like, because there really isn't a right way to have an identity in motherhood is still important you are still important. And I think I've said that enough times to drive home my point. Thank you for joining me in this more emotional than I intended chat, but I shouldn't be surprised. If you want to reach out to me and tell me about your experience, I would love to hear it. You can reach me at my Twitter, Kira Evoice. And if you want to catch up on any projects that I'm currently working on to make sure that I keep my identity, you can again see my Twitter, or even check me out on TikTok at Kira Evoice. And we also have a Discord. So you want to chat and keep this village growing, you can catch me on there too. Ladies, don't forget to embrace the chaos. Cherish all the moments and memories and stay perfectly imperfect. This is Kira signing off and I will see you next chat.
Thank you for tuning in to this episode proudly presented by the APNM Group, a subsidiary of Alger Productions, LLC. We strive to produce content that informs, entertains, and adds value to your day. We value your input and would be delighted to hear your thoughts in the comments about this episode. If you have questions, comments, or suggestions, please engage with us in the comments section or via our social media platforms. Your feedback helps us shape our content and uncover new topics that matter to our listeners. If this episode resonated with you, we kindly ask that you rate and review this show on your preferred podcast platform. Sharing this podcast with friends and family helps us reach more listeners and continue delivering content you enjoy. For more information about the podcast, the host, or our parent company, please visit the link in this episode's description. Also visit us on YouTube and Rumble to see and hear every content produced by Alger Productions. Thank you once again for your time and support. Until next time, stay tuned and stay inspired.